Steve Accord the Grail is for the Sports Line on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome once again to Sports Line Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co presenter Pat McNamara. And we're going to be talking camogie and hurling. And of course, first of all, it can only be one, one, one place we can start. And that's following on from the great victory of the Clare Camogie team in the junior, Premier Junior All Ireland uh, Camogie final last Sunday against new rivals and, and Munster team uh, Tipperary. And we're delighted to be joined here in studio by two members of the winning team and one member of the management. We're joined by goalkeeper uh, Lauren Solon, wing forward Leisha O'Donnell, and goalkeeping coach, uh, coach Brendan Foley. You're welcome, all very, very welcome. Thanks, Leo. Thank you, Leo. Hey, guys. I never heard ladies as quite. <laughs> Pat, yeah. first of all, start with you. Great win for the Camogies. In, in fairness, you know, go to Crow Park, you know, the yeah. iconic venue, and come home with the bacon. But for anyone that, you know, that wouldn't realise the importance of winning an Ireland final in Crow Park, Camogie or Hurley or anything, but obviously, obviously uh, football isn't uh, isn't uh, happening for out in East Clare on that line. But I thought it was fantastic that they were, first of all, there. Secondly, how they handled the occasion, after maybe starting a little bit nervously. But overall, just... To grow into the game and, inc- and improve as the game went on and to handle the occasion so well. And I mean, Tipperary never died down easily. And of course, there was the added, the added issue of um, Mr. Sullivan being involved with Tip and knowing a fair bit about the, the Clare scene. So overall, I thought it was fantastic uh, watch and um, had a great day for Camogie anyway, with a, I think a record attendance as well at the three matches and, and th- three good matches in fairness. But uh, well done to the ladies and the management. I thought just a great boost for Clare Camogie. I mean, we, we always suspected that Clare clubs are quite strong. A lot of working in at the clear club level, but to bring that into county level takes a lot of backward, background work. It's a lot of good, good, you know, organisation and takes a lot of training, takes a lot of sacrifices on the girls' behalf. But fantastic that they got there. And onwards and upwards and onwards. Let's hope the club championship now will get a kick from this. They will get a really competitive club championship at senior and intermediate and in the junior. But also that these players will be kind of uh, leading their clubs. And also that the next step now will be to strengthen the, the panel for the senior and intermediate next year. But, uh, Fantastic day, and look at Array was was wonderful, and it was wonderful. Yeah, it does no doubt, and our islands don't come around this this uh, this part of the world uh, too often. Brendan, we're going to start with you, right? Obviously, look, they've been so near and yet so far for many many years, and you're, you're beginning to wonder was this ever going to happen? You know, eventually it happened last Sunday. It must have been very very sweet, you know, and all those defeats were put into the back, you know, following the victory last Sunday. Yeah, um, three semi-finals, sure, I suppose, they've been twice. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, Antrim, and I suppose last year's one was was a, a tough one to take because we we were we had almost one foot in it, like you know we were we, we were a point up, and they got the equaliser to to level the match uh, against Antrim, and I was just actually thinking back during the week compared to the team that played uh, Armagh three years ago, I think there was only about about four or five maybe within the squad. Like there was a total restructure, new players coming in, youth came in, you had the blend of experience team coming in. And you know, even going back to last year's team, I think there was a few changes as well in that. So, you know, we did freshen things up. Look, to win an All-Ireland, any type of All-Ireland, uh, is tough. Um, I think we're the first clear team to win All-Ireland since 2013 in Croke Park. So that's an achievement in itself. Like, um, In fairness, like, you know, the girls all year, like, we were there, we were saying, we're there, thereabouts. There was probably people saying, yeah, they're good enough to win and win in All-Ireland. But you're trying to keep it, start to level and keep the feet in the ground because, like, you had easy games coming into it. Loud, Tyrone, Roscommon. You don't really learn much. You don't know. learn much. You're, you're, you're hoping that bad habits won't creep in. You don't want to get injuries. But, you know, the best thing that ever happened to this team was getting the quarter-final against Kevin. Because I believe, you know, that set us up nicely, got us ready for our man. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin, we saw Kevin the year before. Uh, they pushed uh, our man the whole way in the semi-final above, where we played in Tullamore. And we said, you know, it would be a good stern test. So you could nearly say the championship for us was in two blocks of three. You had the, the, the rope stages first, and then you were coming, Kevin, our man, and then Tip. And like once we got over Kevin, then the draw was there, and like you know, everyone was saying, "Well, you can draw Roscommon." We wanted Armagh because you wanted you were you were sort of wanted to see where you were at. We wanted to have a go at them, 
and in fairness to the girls like in that match I think that really solidified the character of them we knew there was character there but that really the pressure was on like four points down where they had to go hit six win it in the manner they did and it set them set them up didn't rightly for the All-Ireland final against Tip and you know we knew Tip were always going to be strong the team, three teams that were mentioned throughout the competition was Claire, Armand and Tip so like we knew Tip were going to come well organised Sullivan going in there uh, you know you know they're going to be well drilled and they won the Munster Championship cruised through their groups uh, you know the Jean, what's the Achilles girl um, Jean is it Jean Kelly you know she was tearing the fences ragged and um, so we put our plans in place the girls trained very well and we went up the night before doing a tour of Crow Park uh, which I thought you were going to say you're doing a tour of Dublin. No. Uh, <laughs> like, afterwards. Afterwards, like, you know, and, you know, got, got a feel for it because, you know, it is a big occasion and, you know, you you wanted to give him sort of, like, what's the best way of putting it? Give him relaxed, you know, because you're going into Croker for the first time and they did and, and everyone enjoyed it and we stayed above that night and we had a bit of a quiz in and it was great crack. Uh, everyone enjoyed it and the... Uh, Went to bed early and up that morning, and it was all all ro- all rose at the croaker after that. There's no doubt about it. Lauren, you've been playing quite a while now, Camogie. Even though you know Billy, your young your young years, you've been around a while. You you've seen it all, done it all. This must rank up with the best, you know, a league and an All Ireland double in one year. Rare, rare and clear. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, out in Waikiki, we wouldn't be used to winning too much now, so it really does. Like it's it's still undescribable like um, but yeah to do the two of them like we did the monster last year um, so that was kind of started our success I suppose and sure then after that we just pushed it's on so the springboard come here go on okay the last Sunday what were you thinking after 10-15 minutes you're saying what's going on here <laughs> I think Sinead Hogg said I never talk so much in any match <laughs> um, oh yeah I was very nervous now after what 17 minutes before we got our first score but I know I had faith in, in all the forwards. I knew they'd do it. I knew Leisha and I would <laughs> run the whole way up the field. And Even though she didn't get the ball, she still ran up there. But, uh, yeah, I know it was nerve-wracking at that point, but we got there. Speaking of Shane Hogg, never be forgotten. That lockdown will never be forgotten. <laughs> it, in my mind, it changed. It just changed the whole game. You know, I wasn't at the match, but from what I was seeing, it just seemed, everything just seemed to flip over on that lockdown. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to save it anyway. I was going to save it. You should say you were going to save it. You were covered anyway. No, I didn't have a covered. Uh, she definitely had a covered, but she told me that she was the fault of the first goal, so she had to make up for it. So. Fair play, Tork, and congratulations, Lauren. Thank you. Uh, Leisha, I keep saying, and I said it to her mother even last week, I don't know how you were as good at Camogie as well with a mother like what you have. But <laughs> come here, a, pro- a proud mother. Congratulations. You're, you're first all Ireland, and I made first all Ireland medal. How did playing in Crop Park? compared to anywhere else oh it's unreal like the stage I mean just going out in the field like running out it was it was just insane I think the first 20 minutes it was just nerves everyone was just so nervous and sure when the nerves went away we kind of just plowed into it and thank god for Jennifer's run at the end or the past 20 minutes and then we just got into it then so yeah it was unreal can I just ask um I know when you go into the stadium first you will know even the the, the, the previous look in You'd have noticed the size of the stands, the whole, uh, you know, the, the extent of the whole place and the size of it. But I was wondering then, once the game, once the ball is thrown in, I know you had 17 minutes, you think things weren't going well, but do you notice the, the size of the place and do you notice what's around you or is it the same as any pitch once the game is on? Or was it because of the size of the place and the vastness and the experience of it that you didn't maybe get going as early? Or uh, I was just trying to figure, do you, think, do you forget about all when the game starts or does it take a while to get into it? Um, in the new grounds I think for me anyway it took a while to get into it um, you were kind of conscious of you were in Crow Park and you were being televised but then yeah. after 15 minutes as you said you kind of get used to it and as you mentioned in part, the national television is a massive thing yeah, I mean, exactly. you know like there's people in every single county in Ireland watching this yeah, exactly. some more than others obviously but does that make you kind of yeah would, would that that would give me jitters I know anyway, yeah. because I never played live television yeah. but you know alarm even in goals would you find the same thing that you know, you're, you're still thinking about this now and again. Or can you totally switch off from all that and stay in the game? Uh, no, I wouldn't be one for the nerves now. <laughs> um, I'm fairly fairly laid back. Good. That's so, an understatement. At some points. Sometimes so, I get riled up, but that's about you, it. In the least. 
I know, like, I think once you play camogie, you kind of just zone it all out. Mm. Um, like when you're running out and you're warming up, you're kind of looking around when you're not supposed to be, but you're still <laughs> at it. Um, but look, once the ball is thrown in, then you're focusing yeah, on the Yeah, before I finish, Leo, there are some people I know who've seen in the hurling, big hurling matches, they say, you know, when the parade is on, for instance, you should get the lads look up at the crowd and see the people. Enjoy that part of it, rather than some other people who are afraid to look at all, just focus on the match, match, match. So maybe you are better off to enjoy the, the atmosphere and, you know, Lauren, as you say, Maybe we are a bit soak it up for a while and then get going 18 minutes into the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try to get the nerves out of the way at the start. So Yeah, give up the first few minutes. That's it. I suppose, Brendan, really looking back in the match, right? And I know what the girls said and Alicia said it was a big occasion. After 17 minutes, if this didn't get over the head, there was going to be trouble, you know. And that lockdown just seemed to change everything. And then once they settled into the surroundings, then, and of course, very. That run for Jennifer Daly, she could have ran down to O'Connell Street mm-hmm. back and there was no one going to stop her. And the finish from Lucknane, it did really reignite the, you know, and to go in then with the score at half time, you know, after what had happened, realistically at this stage, it was clear to lose. It was, but like, you know, um, like, I suppose 15, I never saw time to go as quick. Mm. You know what I mean? You were there, and the next thing, have we gone that long without a score? Everything was going so fast. You know, and the next thing, like, that run from Jennifer, the block from Sinead was brilliant. But, you know, like, you got to look at the match uh, from the start. Like, Ellen Casey was in the car, their centre-back from a minute and a half. Right, yeah. Crazy decision. Your yeah. centre-back is under pressure. You know, one false move and she could be gone. Um, And he was very whistle-happy. Like, there was 20-something frees in the first half alone. You know what I mean? And, and Brendan, can I, can I, before you go any further, I think the, the standard referee in last Sunday in Crop Park was consistent from the time it started the junior match to the, to the end of the senior match. Yeah. Consistently poor. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I think that sort of, do you know what, in a way it helped us because it stopped Hip from really building momentum, momentum mm-hmm. when they had their patch. Like 1-3, we handed them 1-2, definitely handed them 1-2. But once we got the goal, now you're one score game. You know, three points. And they, then they went down and got a point to go four up. But then we started to grow. We started working the ball through the lines. We started getting scores. We started bringing it into our shooting zone. And we got some good scores. And at half time we went in, one five apiece. And Michelle McMahon, Leisha score. You know, these scores, everything, was everything started to grow. And aside in the half time, you know, you're saying, right, this is where you want to be. But Tip were still in the game. Right. You know, you, you wouldn't say, oh, now we're going to kick on. But for, for me, that 10 minutes to start of the second half, where we just absolutely tore into them. And there's one stat that I'll fire at you that really just topped off the whole lot of, of the whole game. Like we, we, we asked for 120 tackles in the whole game. We were at 63 at half time, so you were in a great spot. But we had 110 in the second half. It's a fair state. That's going, yeah. that's fair tells going. you the the work rate, the commitment that they were prepared that they went for it. They weren't afraid to go for it, like you know what I mean. And that just shows the work rate, the honesty, and the effort they put in. And it went all over the field because our backs were coming up with ball, our half back line just closed up shop. Midfield got on top, our half forward line. Now we were caught like Tipper at six and sevens inside. They didn't know how to deal with the girls when they're running at them. Like Quiva Cahill was causing them problems. You know. Like, we should have probably won it by more. As one person said, it was a, a four-point baiting, but it should have been a lot more. But we don't care. Finals, you just want to go and win them. And, you know, that's that to me is the one that sticks out like a sore thumb. 110 tackles in the second half. It, it was just unbelievable. Lauren, you know, it has been a long year and a successful year winning the league and the championship. When did you realise that this All Ireland was on? Oh God, I don't know. Last year. <laughs> Last year. <laughs> and can we have come back to it? Leaving the semi-final left, the Hortig and Enstrom, that must have really driven on everyone. All winter, you know, it was a sore point, there's no doubt about that. I know I just forgotten about it after the game last Sunday, but it really, it had to be a big motivation, you know, this year. Uh, it was, yeah, look, it was heartbreaking, really, to get so close, like, and I think on the day we were the better team, but we just couldn't convert that. Um but you don't want to feel that again. And the girls knew it from going back to training in November, whenever we went back, that it wasn't going to stop the semi-final this year. So we had the All-Ireland final in our head and that's where we got to. 
the issue you're becoming this moment is getting ahead for getting these important goals and I think your goal was very important this Sunday give Clare a bit of breathing space you know that was needed maybe at the time because there was always going to be a push coming from Tipperary but it left you kind of maybe in a bit of a comfort zone that you could I suppose maybe not enjoy it but relax maybe a small bit um, yeah, I suppose I was a bit lucky to go off, you know, break, I broke um, the Yeah. Uh, anyway, I put it in your You're the first Gallup person to score a goal in Crow Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and I would check the record when we come back. I couldn't couldn't find that in, to where even in Holland with anyone that scored yeah. a goal. Yeah. That's something to look up to not look up now. Yeah. Scored off the ground as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we could kind of enjoy the match then, but not be too complacent at the same time. Like, and then they got their two points, and we were we were up four. But then, you know, the, the whistle blew, and you know that was it. But yeah. Now looking off from the goals, you were the best view in the house. You know, looking down the field. Once you got a hit. Was the victory never in doubt? No, it wasn't. Um, I think with our, our forward line, like the ball wasn't coming out. There were serious tackles up there. and I think in the second half, I didn't really have that much to do, which is always a good thing for a goalie. So, um, no, once we got the two goals, I think, at the start of the second half, never looked back from there and kind of knew it then at that point. Now, if the junior, Premier Junior won, you're into higher class Obviously, some some of the team and Brendan probably won't do it, but some of the panel will be going moving up to senior. Hopefully, as Pat said at the beginning, straight to the senior panel. You know, there's a lot of people that put their hand up for inclusion. It is a good time playing the Camogie Lawn. Oh, it is, yeah. But look, we all aspire to play senior Camogie in in Crow Park. Um, like it's great winning junior, it's great going up to intermediate. But if you get the chance to go up senior, you might as well take it. So I don't know, will I be up there with Darren and goals, but. <laughs> We'll be up there at some point, hopefully again. Uh, competition is what it's all about. You never, you never, you can never, you can always expect unexpected. Win the division next year. It'll be up oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Lisa, you probably be one of the ones that would have been touted maybe to be to be moving up. You know, and it is a big step up. But you know, you've proved well, well able for it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'll be next year. Like <laughs> whatever the next management says, I'll do. I'll do. I suppose. You know. <laughs> Brendan, it is a relief to get out that junior once and for all, you know, and for the betterment of Camogie to be playing, you know, at the higher standard. I wish they'd be more than capable of, as they proved in the Munster Intermediate Championship this year. You know, it's about bridging the gap between the top teams and you have to have many more players playing at the highest level possible. And next year is a big step up. It is a big step up, yeah, but it is a nice step up. You know, the, the, the higher you go in grades, the good hurlers, it's easier to play. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're it, it's, and it's you, more, it's more enjoyable. It is more enjoyable. Like you know, the the better the standards you're playing, the better teams that you're playing with against. You 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 get sharper, quicker. You're you're thinking quicker, and it's a faster pace and everything. Did if you have your touch right in, everything will just go with the flow. But look, you have to be playing that standard because you can't have the gap between junior to senior. There's too much of a gap. So like you had like it's a massive win, especially for Clare in the in the context that now your second team is one step away mm. from senior hurling. You know what I mean? And if you can get now our our minors and sixteens and like and, and we, we get more players in because it's about getting uh, the best team out in Clare at senior level and now the best team out at intermediate level. And that's every Camogie player in the county should be aspiring, like the girls here beside us, to get to Crow Park, to be in Munster Finals, which we were, but unfortunately it didn't work out the way we wanted, but you, we're still competing in Munster. And, you know, like the, the, the league and the senior now is going to be a real baptism of fire, uh, you know, so we'd have to be blood and girls into that. And like it's 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 a great competition in the intermediate as I said, there will be some girls moving up and there'll be other girls coming into the fold, into the intermediate and blooding, and that's what you want. You want competition the whole way right through the structure and it'll be started from the bottom, from the underage, yeah, up along. I was gonna put that there, Brendan. You know, there's, there's two ways to look at there's the short term gain obviously that will hopefully get a, song, a stronger senior squad next year, a very competitive intermediate squad as well. There's also the young girls in every club maybe who's up the match or you know, and developing squads who are 13, 14, 15 and meeting those girls now and knowing they have all their middles, getting all yes, and having the dream themselves. You know, a few years ago very quickly, you know, some of those young girls who are maybe looking for autographs now would be junior players in three years' time. 
you know, the second team. But Leeds are pleased God. Yeah, exactly. The best about that was Pat. That's very important. They were above in Crow Park last Sunday. All those young ones. That's key. Because the amount of clubs that came with busloads and. The, like, when, when, when the game was over and realised how much clear support was there yeah, it was unreal oh, you think the crowd was a record crowd in Crop Park yeah I'm telling you, like, you know, but it was unreal and it was great and yeah. like we've been around a, a couple of villages now for the last few days and the response from all the young ones in Six Mile Bridge you know Market Tunnelara in Nina Broadenkill Mailey Monday night it, it was fantastic like, and the homecoming itself yeah. all the young ones above in the Woodstock you know and yeah. that's what you want Like it, it revived Clare Hurling in '95. You know, when, yeah. when, when, and you saw we were getting into minor all Irelands and we went on roads in under 21 and, and then we were competing at senior and you'll be hoping the same kick on will be here Definitely as well. The minor you know, yeah. minor so league, like yeah. the, 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 what, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the, the seeds are set. We just need to build it and get the right structures in place and drive it yeah. on. That's what, Lauren, we can't let it go without. I heard the celebrations have been very low key. Even you know for for winning in all Irelanders yeah. that you're very much down 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 about it. Oh, that's it yeah. Sitting down singing. We're very respectable songs. women around here, so we are. The homecoming was fantastic. Oh, it was great. Um, look to come back to all that support is like you don't realise how many people follow Claire Camogie, um until the bus drove in and there was flags and there was banners and there was roaring and screaming and videos. Um, but it, yeah, it was. It was unreal, and even the night, a lot of them stayed around as well, even if it was a lot of parents or you know, the young ones had to go home to bed. But all the parents stayed around, and there was still a massive crowd coming near the end of the night. Like So it was great, yeah. Lauren, we've heard growing up about Dermot Solon, your granddaughter, and Jackie Solon, long in the history of the folklore in Wicket. There's now a new Solon at the top of the page, <laughs> namely Lauren Solon. You know, and I know your father and your uncle played with Claire before, but... You're at the top of the pile at the moment. Oh, I don't know. Don't think I'll ever live up to them now. They've they've a big name made for themselves. So uh, hopefully we'll get there at some point. Not with a guilty cross, though. So you have Lauren. <laughs> Disha, you come from a background well steeped in hurling as well. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. No, you're look, the Hinchies were well known for being involved for in, sure. in hurling. You know, mm. No, you're at the top of the pile. All out in the middle. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if I'm at the top or not, but yeah, no, it's nice getting all out in the middle. Did you manage to throw in any detachment to buckets of water? Get I think they were drawing another song. <laughs> they were too quick running from the bus, so they were. <laughs> <laughs> that's another program in this session. <laughs> <laughs> no tears no, no, after a girl. What happens outside tour, stays outside. Seven, tour, tour, exactly. Exactly. Perhaps the Woodstock says Woodstock too, I'd say. Nisha, however, it's back to business this week as well. You know, yeah. I, I can't understand how Championship is on this week, a week after, less than a week after on Ireland. I think it is rather unfair to everybody involved. I thought there should be at least a two-week break, but look, it is what it is. Back to club action and back to the grind. Yeah, Nuraka tomorrow will be a tough one now. And, you know, we were back training yesterday and you know, it was hard going back, but sure, we have to do what we have to do, I suppose. And going for three in a row, uh, looking forward to it? Yeah, three, well... <laughs> a hard task. A hard task, yeah, it will be a challenge now this year, but, uh, yeah, if we put in the work now, hopefully we might have a chance. Look at Lauren Wykett. And I presume this is probably the same story in the for, for you with the Clare Camogies last year. Last the semi-final, yeah. heartbreaking, you know, that championship is there for, for Wykett to win. I presume that's what's going to drive on Wykett, and hopefully that they'll bring the Lee Murray Cup back to Wycliffe this year and be back up in senior uh, for 2024. Yeah, look, I think just the Liam Murray Cup says it all. Uh, Wycliffe want it more than anyone else. So, uh, look, the girls have been training flat out all year. We call him Madden with us now and he's doing some serious work with them. I'd love to see him get new to run, though. I'd love to see him get new to He hasn't got me to run yet, so... We're on a. She can we're run. On a, we're on a win. She can run. No, she's fairly lively. I've never seen her run. I've never seen her run on the field yet. But no, maybe no, outside no, of it. No, and no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll have a bike at double intermediate this year. Maybe it's with the right. They'll have a more run. But hopefully, all going well, you'll be seen her in 2024. Hopefully, no, yeah. Brendan, it has brought down the curtain on the county scene for 2023, right? Okay, it has been a mixed bag. The senior didn't go as well as expected. But. All is forgotten last Sunday, and it's now about driving on and moving forward. Look, it's, it's driving on and moving forward, but I think, you know, they're going back into club straight away, and you know, you'd be wishing all the girls the very best to look in the club championship, and I've no doubt, <coughs> excuse me, you know, I, I, I genuinely believe they should be given another week. You know, that's only my own opinion, is 
it's irrelevant. But like you know, they've 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 represented their clubs and their families brilliantly uh, last Sunday and all year. John, they were a pleasure to deal with, and I've no doubt now when they go back to their clubs, they're going to get a great welcome. But you know, it is back to business straight away now, into training and getting the club scene on the road. And I think it'll be part for the next couple of weeks, next five or six weeks, or whatever long the championship takes, and maybe then we might meet up some night and have a bit of a, a get together oh, again. Yeah. But um, you know, look, the club scene now is 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 uh, full on now from from tomorrow night or from Friday night. So yeah, look, I wish them all the girls, every single one, what in the senior camp and the junior, the very best to look at the clubs. Brendan, Lauren and Leisha, thanks again Millen for coming in and taking the time to talk to you on Scarlet Pay Radio and congratulations once again on being the newly crowned Premier Junior All-Ireland Champions. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, thanks to Lauren, Leisha and Brendan uh, for their participation there in the first pitch. Brendan, of course, is staying on with us. Uh, Pat, this weekend, you know, I know we've alluded to earlier on, Senior Camogie Championship, Intermediate, Junior, are all on, on this weekend, yeah. you know, throw on the fixtures and let, let it off is, it seems to be the motto Pat you know with the senior championship Scarafagundo going for their, their going for three in a row first round on uh, tomorrow evening they're taking on New Market you know all fours New Market this could be a tricky affair Pat Absolutely I mean look at the clear, the clear senior Camogie championship in recent years has been absolutely outstanding to watch Leo there have been some fantastic games ok Scarafagundo have had their fantastic run Munster champions, Clare champions, uh, uh, repeatedly. Um, but having said that, there's been a lot of close games in Bobby Scarlet for Gunlaw, and indeed the other winners are in between. Uh, Newmarket and Fergus, obviously, on a bit of a kind of a revival again as well with the rage and up along. So uh, they're putting a lot of work in. But look, before I went to each game. It's just a great championship, and I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, there are many great games we've got. The intensity, and now there's an extra little bit of spice with a lot of players uh, fielding will be on on uh, on medalist on Brendan and the lads team there that won last weekend. So there's that little issue with some of them who might be tired this weekend and deservedly and deserve to be tired. They were entitled to celebrate that junior win, absolutely as a group and, and individual visiting the clubs and you know having a bit of downtime. And here they are having the line up for the clubs. But having said that, <coughs> you know the fact that they're on the pitch alone as Ireland medalist, I think gives a boost to the thing as well. And uh, as you said, Scarafagunlo and uh, Arkan Fergus. Tough one. I, I genuinely think this is a tough challenge for Scarif Um I'm not sure, you know, the squad, have they lost? Is Amy Barrett not available? It seems to be. We're not sure, but look at it. Time will tell very soon. But um, look at it. Scarif win, in my opinion. Obviously, they have the players to do it. But I think the Mark and Fergus are a seriously doer side. Physical, tough, and as I said, going well underage. So uh, this could this will be a great start-off. Brendan... Scarafogun, as we said, in the Munster final last year, previously won the Munster Club uh, twice, going for three in a row. You know, teams will be hot on their heels to try and take them down, and no better team to take them down, maybe, and try to take them down than the market. Yeah, there's a lot of good work going on below the market at the moment. As Pat rightly said, their underage structure is absolutely flying it. I think they've won a lot of A competitions there, 16 and minor, like you know, and that's what you want when you're building when you're going back building a team from scratch, they're the they're the they're the championships you want to be winning as your your A titles, you know, and like Trisha Grady down there's doing great work. Uh, you know, so um I still think, you know, like look, we know Scarroff, they're they're the reigning champions, uh is the hunger still there to keep going? You're up there now for a while. You know, there's only one way after when you're up there so long and teams will come for you now. You know, they're, when you're sitting up there for a while, it's like Limerick, they'll come for you, they want you and no better club than no market to have a go first day out, like, you know. So I think this will be tight, uh, but I genuinely think Scarif will have enough to get over the line in this, uh, maybe by three or four to spare. Also in that group, Pat, Kilkishan, Braik and Aina Gildamona, and what I say every year about the Camogies, whoever beats Aina Gildamona normally wins the championship, and you know they they must be really revved up for having a cut at, at, at any team, but I suppose the Scarlet Fagunda as well. But first of all, Kilkishan, Braik have caused them problems in the yeah. past. 
You'd be wondering would I kill Mona if you were going to beat them? Would, would, would very very early in the championship be the best time to do it because they tend to grow into it fairly well. I mean, they have great experience there between man, between management, coaching, and players. They have massive experience there. They know how to win clear championships. They know how to go well in Munster up to the, up to a point. Uh, I know there's a lot of mileage on some of the players' legs, but there's a lot of young players added to the team. I just saw there in the local media during the week. There's a good few new names added as well are coming into it. So um, this is a game, I suppose. I suppose Aina Mona would be favourites and it would be hard to go against them, but Kilkishman Bradike will target it as, you know, as I said early on. First game out, Kilkishman Bradike have a few very, very good players themselves. I presume everybody's fit there. Uh, but again, like I said about Scarif Gunlow, Aina Kilnamona should be winning by a few points. But if it was the result was a draw or went the other way by a point or two, it wouldn't be a major shock. Brendan, you know, Aina Kilnamona, again, as I said, probably one of the, the teams, team obviously to be, you know, Kilkishman Bradike maybe are down a few players due to. Um, Maternal reasons or whatever, but um, I nickel them on it. You know they'll be disappointed that they haven't maybe won a Munster Club championship in the past. And of course, first of all, to get to a Munster Club, you have to win the Clare thing. But uh, they'll be they'll be going for this. The will uh, they've gone back to the tried and trusted and Eugene Foody gone in over them this year again. Kieran Garman missing for um, for Kilkishan, but I should be a big last like you know because when when you're coming tackling the big guns, you need to have everyone. And I think, as you said, maternal reasons as well. I, t- I, I genuinely think um, if anyone is going to knock Scarif O'Gunnell off the throne, it'll be Aina Kildamona. Uh, I think they're doing a lot of good work. I know things are going fairly relatively okay for them. But like, if you go back to the semi-final last year, they had Scarif O'Gunnell beaten. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they made a move that, in my opinion, was the wrong move. But I, I'm not over the team. But that, that move allowed Scarif O'Gunnell to get back in. And I think it was Aoife Power's goal that clawed them back into it. And they just... They, they had, Aina Kildamona realistically should have won that match. It was there from the headed. It was in their hands and they turned it away, basically. So I think that'll be hurting and they'll, they'll come back. And I know Claire Herrer was carrying an injury in that semi-final as well last year. And that's the move I'm talking about that brought her up to the forwards where I felt... They were playing a sweeper. Did they bring her up? Did they bring her up, Brendan, or did she go up herself? No, I think they brought her up. I would have left her back playing the sweeper role. She would have been ideal for it. Mark and Norman, she, if she was carrying a bit of an injury, she still would have had an influence on the game. So, uh, you know, and she's fully fit now, and they, they, I think they will be the team that will push Scarrow for going to the whole way. Pat, Six Mile Bridge are the other team in that group, and um, would you expect maybe at the end of the, at the, end of the day that... Is it Aina Kilnamona, Scarif Ogunla, no market too? Or, well, obviously, who do you think are the two going to come out there? Well, we can back. I suppose you have to back Scarif Ogunla and Aina Kilnamona, um, realistically, with the panels they have and with the with the players they have and with their recent histories of the last few years. But, look at, again, going by the recent, by recent years, we know for a fact that the other teams are very, very little behind them. There's very little in it. So, going for those. Brendan, do you concur with that? Yeah, I go with Aina and Scarif are going to come on the group. OK, we turn to uh, the other group and uh, Pat, your own team there, Fiekel Kilnina, coming up against Clarkassabelle A. Clarkassabelle A being trained <laughs> by another one of our analysts here, Mr Patsy, Patsy, Patsy yeah. Behe. And they're also in the group with Kilmady through Clanlara and Clooney Quinn. But certain enough, you know, Fiekel Kilnina have often heard, have got tough teams in the first round. Clarkassabelle A won the intermediate last year. It's a chance for Fiekel Kilnina, Pat, to get off on the right foot. Yeah, it's open tower pitch, nice tight pitch. Um, you know, you'd expect that they should be able for last season to meet the champions. Um, you know, the players they have again with the county players like like Zian and Lorna, and you have very importantly you have uh, Regan Conway's back as captain this year, a very big player for them, and uh, also Vera Lucknan is back playing as well. So um, look at plus the other players. I know they lost a couple. I know Ethan Tuhi isn't playing this year. Uh, and she's a bit of a loss. Uh, and, Evelyn, and Evelyn Duggan, Shauna Kenny, I think he's is okay as far as I know. I'm not another hundred percent certain. Uh, again, Castlebelly uh, were very very impressive in that replay at final last year, Leo. Very very impressive. But I think the experience Kilian Fiegel have over the last couple of years should see them through in this one. And maybe you know the, the, the extra talent they have at county, county players maybe will 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 swing it for them. And through Clannera and Kilmeary, Pat. Yeah, I've been hearing there off, off, off air from, from Brendan and, and it was well known that Trucklin now are missing a few serious players, Ian Kelly and Becky Foley, just to name two serious Michelle Powell, three. Michelle, absolutely. Uh, that's a blow for any squad. They have a big squad. Again, should have been county champions uh, a couple of years back. 
should probably have the game won and lost it in the, in the last minutes, which I'm sure Scott Fogan Lord complained about. Um, Ray Scanlon brought it back into that game with a, a smashing goal nearly uh, so close to the end. But um, Kilmealy, lots of good talent to Kilmealy too, in fairness. The Rumbrindon squad there in the, in, the, in, the, in the junior. And obviously Nevo D as well isn't super Quiva, Quiva Cahill is a new star. exactly. Anyone. So maybe with Trochel now having their injuries, maybe a typical melee for this one. Brendan, we'll get your verdict on board games. Yeah, I think Fikin Kilnan 11 up for Clare Castle. Um, I know what Pat is saying about the intermediate final, but I think it's a big step for Clare Castle Bellier, coming up, to be honest, uh, from what I saw. Yeah. Like Fikin Kilnan, a very strong physical team, good experience in there. I think they will be one of the teams that will be pushing for at a minimum a semi final and could, depending on the draw, what way it will go from, they could get to a county final, you know, because, like, I tip Fikin Kilnane and then go back to the true Clonlara game. Like you mentioned, Quiva Cahill, like uh, she's playing football this Sunday above in in, in Crow Park, so she's not going to be available. Uh, I think uh, the injuries to true Clonlara are really going to put, uh, like you're you're talking with savage experience. Becky Foley, Emer Kelly, Michelle Powell. Michelle Powell was in the back this year. Becky Foley, I know she was coming back from injury, but she was, she was really, she was re- when she came into the senior squad for us this year, she was really pushing, pushing. She was getting fit and strong, and she was going to be any handful if she was fitting the club championship. By God, I would have been going up against her because she puts in savage work, like yeah. in the half forward line. And we all know the talent that Hemer Kelly is. So to take that out of your team and try to replace it. I don't know what their strength and depth fully is like. You know what I mean? But if they have replacements for those three, they're in a great place. But like you know, again, this 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 could be this could be a tough one, a tricky one because I know there's a wedding down there as well this weekend. <laughs> so between injuries and weddings and the whole lot, uh, I I would give Kilmealy a chance on that they could see a chance here to take a scalp and Kilmealy could sneak this. This is what I think one of the shocks of the championship could be. Also, Clooney Queen in that group. We get your two two teams come out of that group, Brendan. Uh, you have Clooney Queen and. Clooney Quinn and sort of the four teams that are playing the weekend in. You have Kilnana through Clarecastle, Kilmady and Clooney. Two to come out. Right, I'll go Fecal Kilnana and I'll throw I'll throw a spanner in this one. There could be a shock here with Kilmady. Pat? I'm inclined to agree because those players have been through Clarecastle's success has been built in the likes of Vicky Foley and Michelle Powell and, and especially Eber Kelly, what mm. she can do, what she has been doing for them. So with those three missing, I think Kilmady have enough talent and they have enough you know, numbers, enough quality to... You'd ought to be up there with the, near the top, and uh, I, I, I'll go with those two as well. Right, finally, of course, we're in the early state, hadn't been a ball poked yet. Favourites for the senior championship, Pat? Favourites, Scarfa Gunlow. Brendan? Yeah. Had to go away from that. I think I'd go, uh, being the punter I am, I'd go four to five Scarf, even when you kill the money. Fair enough. Fair enough. We turned into the intermediate championship, and, you know, Tulla. Clarecastle Billy Aiken up to Tullow were beaten in the intermediate final last year they're starting off Pat again a team that came down from senior in St. Joseph's and funny enough St. Joseph's are a team that maybe could have turned over Scarif for Gunlop and Kinnane there last year as well so this is going to be a very interesting uh, opener it is indeed and it's the, look at intermediate is a step down from senior as we said earlier on uh, and it's true as Brendan referred to 100% right. Having said that, it's an awfully difficult one to get out of. Mm. We know that in hurling, we know it in Camogie and Clare, it was in any place. And the, I suppose it's, it's just that whatever, every team will fight for, for, the, for, for, the, lives, for the lives in, in, in the Intermediate Championship because they all want to get senior. Nobody wants to be down in the Intermediate if you can help it, especially a, a fairly big club. So, um, Tulla St. Joseph's, I think this can go either way. Tulla have the recover from last year. I wonder if they have all their players back. I'm just not sure, to be honest about it. If they've breeding Dying back, that's a big bonus. If she's fit, Leo, she makes a huge difference. Uh, Joseph's probably will be suffering a little bit from having come down, maybe, you know, a little bit of maybe, like, however to say, but disappointment they haven't maintained their status. Uh, we know they have a lot, a lot of good, strong players, including the... She Fred Connell and uh, I don't know I wouldn't name that many more of them, but, but she's involved in football she, she's involved in football as well and a super footballer she is so look at um, you know, I, I'm going to sit in the fence there and this might be a draw Brendan what are you on about here Colin St. Joseph's yeah uh, it'll be an interesting one you know what I mean um, I, I give Joseph's the nod I, t- I just give him I didn't have enough experience there um, to, to, to get over that one like you know what I mean Uh like I know Tulla were Tulla were um, beaten in the final last year, you know, and they're probably replay, you know yeah. after a replay. But uh, 
there's something about Joseph's they're tough they're, they're like you know, I, I, I just give them the nod over that one and of course our pet this weekend with Whitegate and Iroak obviously there's other teams in that um, yeah. in, in the morning nine as well but Whitegate and Iroak Whitegate in the beaten final two years ago defeated by Clooney last out the eventual winners Clarkessa Bellier last year Whitegate will be going all guns as Lauren said earlier on there to, to get out of intermediate this year yeah and I mean look at their very very unlucky side that they didn't get up there in the last couple of years and, and win that intermediate and I'm saying they're gooding still and they've the work done I'm sure uh, just to be like Claire, Brendan and the Clare Juniors they had their two years a couple of years of real disappointment so but I can that situation as well or Whitegate I should say in that situation as well and I would be tipping them maybe to be the outright winners even though you'd probably be asking that later on so I'm tipping them to beat Aerog. I mean Aerog should be very very strong uh, they shouldn't even be intermediate. I mean, with with the, the potential they have to have numbers. I know there's an awful lot of competition for sports in Aero. I know you know there's so many options for girls in there. But um, uh, I was looking at the, looking at the teams there when 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 uh, the Kalash did them were going well in the champion. You don't see too many Aero names oh. uh, on on the teams. Are Kilmaine and Kilnamon and Joe's all over the place. So. Um, White get to beat Aerog for me, uh, maybe in a, in, a, in a good tough match. That's probably what they needed. They say just to kind of realise that they, you know they're going to have to build up the mental and physical toughness and, and just on, on their way hopefully to to a championship. Brendan, yeah, I agree, Pal. I think White get you know I think they, they, they felt they left it behind them last year. You know I think mm. they were they were very disappointed and uh, Colin Med now has gone in there this year with them and by all accounts he's done good work with them. Um, so. Yeah, I think uh, you know there's good there's good Camogie players there. Aideen Hickey was in our junior squad yeah. as well. You know she was Greta. not in the door. <laughs> Greta and then you throw Lauren in the mix, and there's and there's, there's good young players there. There's good young players yeah. there. Yeah, like, you know German, what I mean? Yeah. So I I think you know uh, I I I tip Whitehead go all out this year. Also, Aina Kinnamon are playing Corofin, and you know Aina Kinnamon the second team will be strong enough to Corofin. I think won the junior last year. You know that'll be tough on the college, but. Realistically, maybe you might not see them in the closing stages, or would you? It's hard to know what you see with a second team because if they're in with the first team, they're training away, and like you know, it is. If you have good numbers in training, and you know, yeah. it can sharpen you up. Like you, mm. you know, you can, you're, you're talking about the seniors and the juniors with ourselves. It's the same thing in a club, like you know. So, like if you go back to the adult teams in in the hurling with Ina Kilnamona, they're under twenty one teams, and they have two or three even going there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the C yeah. team is nearly as handy as the A team. So th- this Ina Kilnamona second team won't be bad either. Like you know, but again. That could go either way, like you know what I mean. The, sitting down for a draw. Because you're your great man, your great man, great opponents. At the end of the day, you know, as Lauren said, you know, Lee Murray's name well associated with Camogie and well yeah. associated with Whitegate. They lack no motivation in, in trying to get back into media. They have been hit with a couple of blows in the last couple of years. Realistically, it, it looks very much like a, a winner coming from Whitegate. St. Joseph and Tulla. Yeah, exactly. They're the three. And I mean, Aeroog might surprise Leo. I mean, as with the numbers they have, maybe they can come up. You see, the likes of Aeroog could come up with a couple of players that maybe moved into town and joined the club. We wouldn't even have known about from, from some other place. Or we'll be able to play Camogie. We don't know. But uh, their history wouldn't, wouldn't suggest that they will be in recent years. So Joseph's obviously are a, are a decent, strong team at this level. And they have the numbers as well. And, and they are physically strong as well. Uh, Tulla, we know from last year, was a soft spot for Tulla. But I watched them last year in the two final, final, semi-final and final and earlier in the year. And uh, we know with the Dinans, Annie Dinan and Breedine and Jennifer Nicholas and all those, they're decent and they're, and, they're, and they're a good side. Whether they have put in there for this year, no one can tell. But the most likely t- three teams are Whitegate, Tulla and Joseph. And I'd be tipping maybe Whitegate to come out. Maybe are you concurring with that, Brendan? Yeah, would you agree with Pat and I think Whitegate are hurting from last year. They, they, I think they felt they left it behind them, you know. Um, I won't say it was complacency, but they're just, they, they, you know what I mean? So, like, they will be hurting. So, I think especially with Colin Madden in there Colin yeah. will have him under toes and he'll have him sharp and I suppose look with a buzz of two Ireland middles coming into the camp and there'll be a bit of a step with the girls there and trying to come into a good camp then as well I, I, can, I, I fancy why I can't forget yeah I think Owen O'Leary and Colin Madden will have their, 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 their charges well tuned and look we wish all the teams the very best of luck as they embark on their camogie there's also junior A and, and, and junior B and junior C games this weekend. So we wish them all the very best of luck at Denberg on their championship campaigns. And once again to Brendan and Pat there for taking the time to talk to us to review the Camogie. And now we move on. And they get another big weekend in in championship action in Clare hurling circles in all grades. And along with Brendan and Pat, we're now delighted to be joined by our regular analyst here as well on the line, uh, Denny Chaplin. Denny, real big weekend ahead and... Maybe, uh, you know, the first rounds have been over. We'll, we'll know not that more about teams' participation after this weekend. Starting off with Scarif and I in the Kilimone tomorrow yeah. evening, Denny. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sports game of the weekend, and you know it's a massive game for both clubs. Um, Gareth obviously had, had a great win in the first round. They'll be looking for a keep that run going now tomorrow evening, and we'd say Ina Kilnamona they're in. I suppose territory now where they didn't want to be. It's a must-win game from so. You know, there's an intriguing battle ahead of us, and we'll all be hoping, anybody from East Clare, be hoping that Scarif can re- reproduce maybe their second-half performance against St. Joseph's um, and, and that they'd, they'd have enough for, for Ina Kilnamona. Pat, a quick word on that one. Yeah, we'll keep it short because I know time is scarce and I want to hear more of Denny now and listen to myself. Uh, I give Scarif a real chance in this one. Ina Kilnamona can be brilliant, but they're unreliable a lot of the time. And uh, I think Scott, if they can, if they, if the forwards are moving like the last day, uh, for most of the game, I think they could have been it. Brendan, yeah, I think this could be Scarlett's game. All right to take. Um, I think uh, Rogers, uh, I, the way he played the last day. If you said going into the match, he only scored a point, but it was his movement off the ball. If he only came out centre forward, he caused havoc. But he was bringing other players into him, <coughs> and if he can create that to his two players watching him again, I think that's where Scarlett would make here. Yeah, and I do, we wish them all the very best of luck in that. Also tomorrow night, Denny, there's Pertine Medic in Six Mile Bridge in the Intermediate Championship. Tough one. Yeah, tough one. Uh, they played, if, I, if I'm if i right, Pertine gave them a nice little trim in, in the league section last year. Um, Pertine, well, I suppose it's the same team. I don't think Medic have, have much input into the, into the Intermediate team in, in, in there, but uh, it's a tough game. It's on in it's on in Cratlow. Uh, you wouldn't know who it'll suit. The bridge struggled for a long time against the market in the first round, but you know eventually got the win. And the market would have been looked at as as the one team in that group, I suppose that everyone would beat. And the bridge did struggle, so the bridge will need to be much better to to, to get over to this one because Partine, while it's the, I suppose the the only downside for them, I think, is that. Is it their first game or no? They had a game. They had a game. They won the first round, didn't they? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. So, look at who do you think will win at the end of the day? Um. Sure, look, I'm not going to go against the bridge. No, I never did before. I'm not going to start now. No, there's no doubt about it. Pat, the Mills and Whitegate, and Whitegate had a facile victory over St. George, the second team in the first round. They're coming up here again, the Mills second team here. Probably much more of the same. Sure, sure, it'll be one result here. I'd say. I mean, by case, our, our as Phil says, they might not be good enough to stay senior uh, for a, a long, long period. But they're, they're usually too good for intermediate. So uh, I've, I have them picked as my favourites for the intermediate championship. So I think they'll get the points in this one. Brendan, we turn to Saturday's games and Clarecastle and Fiekel and Fiekel coming on a great victory after beating Airog and Clarecastle coming on on a defeat uh, to Bradford. You know. Fiekel have a chance to cement their place in the knockout stages. Clarecastle, maybe everyone's favourites for relegation battle at the moment. Where do you see this one going? I can only see one winner here in this Fiekel. Um, I think you know, they had a great win the last day against the Rogue. Good opening round win. Confidence is high. I know they're going well in training. Uh, you know, And then you flip it around. Clarecastle, very disappointing performance. Uh, but in fairness to Broadford, they had a great performance. Um, so I think, you know... Claire Kessler are under a lot of pressure. Um, I don't see him rising to Fiekel. I think Fiekel will win this comfortably enough. Do you concur with that, Pat? Well, absolutely, I mean, Fiekel is their best credit for the, the way they're holding the last few years, uh, knocking out big teams a lot of the time, and uh, with, a, with a fairly you know tight enough squad, and I think they'll be good enough for this for sure. Denny, do you concur with that, Full House? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you couldn't look past Fiekel, especially with Claire Kessler without Stephen Holland. You, you absolutely couldn't look past him. Denny, we turned into so, yeah. your, your, to the next game and your 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 favourite, apart from uh, Six Mile Bridge, your favourite second team, Numerkin and Fergus, <laughs> taking on uh, Clooney, Clooney Quinn. You know, Numerkin coming on the back of a, a great win, Clooney coming on the win in the first round. A win for either of these will, will, will give them a great chance of making the knockout stages. Yeah, it should look at a win, a win but some true probably and, and um, a win for either of them will more than likely but some true. The, this is a four-team group, so... Um, you have to say the market were very impressive against Cratler the first day even though I suppose Cratler missed three one-on-one chances in the first 15 minutes and seemed to, to fall away after that but that's uh, we have to give credit what is due to the market I don't like doing it but we'll do it 
uh, but I still think <laughs> duty um, calls <laughs> yeah uh, the only thing is I, I think Clooney Quinn possibly will have too much from on, on this occasion I, I like this Clooney Quinn team you know there's a lot of good young haulers and all Ryan Taylor's a massive loss and I think the last young has it the last day. That's right, yeah, that's right. He might have bro- I think he might have broke his leg the last day, so he, he's out for the season. Good hurler, the flip. Aside Pepe's from hurler. that, you know, uh, he's a good hurler. And aside from that, though, they, had, they still have Peter Duggan. Uh, I know in the market have lost James McInerney and Barrett uh, in the Barrett for the year. So, you huge know, losses. They, they're huge losses to them. And you'd wonder, have the market the way it was all to, to hold the likes of Peter Duggan if he's on farm. Um, so I'd be given a, a slight vote, which is really unlikely now. I'd be given a slight vote to Clooney Quinn. Be likely to go a quick word on that one, Pat. I'll go the opposite direction. And again, slight, I think, the loss of, of Hassad and, uh, and Ryan Taylor could be the difference in this one. The market are dogged and they'll fight and uh, Clooney Quinn a little bit younger in a lot of positions so uh, just maybe barely in the market just to please just to please Danny Where are you tipping the balance in this one Brendan? I'll go on the market I think they'll take him I think Taylor's a massive loss to Clooney for the year and I think the influence of Alan Duggan going in their hose with Bellier good at analyst and he'll have his homework done on Clooney Quinn I think that could go to the market uh, Danny, you'll be delighted with you on that one. We turned into the, the next one is a must win game for St. Joseph, Dora Bearfield. Bailey came back from the dead the last day, I suppose, with their victory over in the Kinlamona. Uh, Danny, I suppose, looking at this one, it, it looks realistic. It's Bailey to lose. <clears throat> yeah, you know, after the Josephs are now, this is their third game. Um, they, they, they haven't looked really impressive in, in so far. Uh, it is hard. You couldn't. You couldn't actually go against Belly and well, I couldn't anyway. I don't just don't see Josephs having enough from and uh, Belly. After losing the first round, their backs are to the wall. So I expect them to win and maybe win convincingly. Pat, we turned into Crusheen and the Mills in Tulla on on uh, tomorrow at four o'clock. You know the Mills disappointed after losing the first day out there against. Um, Clannera Crusheen also lost it's a do or die game for both teams yeah it's a game it's very hard to call now uh, I thought the Callahan's Mills were quite impressive against Clannera for most nearly all of the game and uh, you know for a team that had lost many players getting to the cup winning the cup final obviously was it was a great bonus so they're they're in not a bad place Crusheen again we usually use the word dogged and tough and fighters and you know championship te- teams are very very hard to call this one uh, we'll, we'll give the Mills a slight nod Brendan like you'll be saying the losers of this are going to be in relegation so it is a massive game for both clubs um, don't tell me you're going to say it's a draw no I won't well you know it's, it's so neither side so it wouldn't uh, you know but um, I, I think Crusheen could, could sneak this um, you know I, I give Crusheen a slight hesitant vote in this we start with you again Brendan and this one Kretlow and Wultones the loser of this one is definitely out of the championship, so a must-win game for both sides. Big game for Crackler, you know they have to bounce back from the from the defeat to um, no market, you know conceding three was it fifteen or three sixteen, uh, you know uh, Wolf <coughs> Tones, Wolf Tones are one of these teams I think that uh, could be down in the bottom four as well. So I know we're look, we're short in time, but I give a, a a good vote there to Crackler. Pat. Cracklow narrowly, I'd say. Wolf Thrones have a few great individuals, so they're capable of pulling off a shock, you know, at some stage. But Cracklow, I think their their need is great, and they, you know, they have such experience there. So maybe just Cracklow, but like close enough, I'd say. Denny. Uh, yeah, I would concur. I go with Cracklow, but um, it might it mightn't be mightn't be clear cut. You know, Aaron Shanahan was very quiet last night in the first round. Uh, he's due. If he, if he had a big game, um, he could cause a lot of trouble for Crackler. You know, Wolfstones have good forwards. They have Billy Connors, they have Aaron Cunningham, Aaron Shanahan. You know, if they did all click. But that's a big if. I suppose, um, yeah, i give it hesitant vote to Crackler. Pat, we'll go a quick word on the next one. we just leave this one to you. It's near neighbours, Curafin and Rowan joined together at the hip at underage and that a winner? Curafin, based on the league final, they were outstanding. Brendan? Yeah, I'll give you a And Denny, we have to go to you for this one. We couldn't ask with anyone else. No market focus and I in the Kinlamona in intermediate. I would presume you'd be going with no market in this one? Absolutely. <laughs> There's only intermediate, there's no danger. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to I'd love to see him win in the intermediate championship and they'll see nothing being relegated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Danny. You still wouldn't be rid of him. <laughs> right, Pat, we're going to turn to you. The <coughs> another big game, Clanlair and the Bridge. Both winners from the first day. <coughs> Again, a chance to cement their place in the knockout stages. Maybe both will, but uh, a win on either side. Clanlair or the Bridge, Pat? Look, at it, if you had to put an awful lot of money on this, there's only one place your money would go. That'd be the Bridge. They're, they're, they're reliable. They're, they're a fantastic championship side over the over many, many years, but particularly over recent years. Clanlair... Savage amount of ability in the team still, but maybe you relied a bit on John Conlon and and maybe uh, Ian Galvin the last day. Uh, I think Bridge very balanced, and uh, I think Clonara just because they're not reliable. So at the Bridge, Brendan in the world, Bridge. Denny, you know the Bridge and Clonara often produce very very good games. We expect much more of the same on this one. Uh, I suppose the favourite tags lies with the Bridge, Denny. Favourite tag has to be with the Bridge, but. I, I I was actually impressed enough with Crusheen the first day I was at that game as well as the the Wolf Tone or sorry as well as the the Mills and Canara and like we we were spoke that the Canara if they score half of what they missed in the bridge there there'd be some outfits you know Pat said it there Ian Galvin John Connor Ian Galvin I thought was superb the last day uh, his touch was brilliant he he turned he was instrumental in everything that went right from. I mean, just be half worried about the pace and the bridge back I know. They are slowing up. You know, they're they're a real good championship team, but uh we saw it last year when they did come up against their org and they did exploit the pace a bit. Um possibly Canaro would do it, but I still think, you know, the bridge as 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 the lad said, are a, a real championship team and I I think while the bridge might win us and Saturday, I still expect Clannara to be the second best team in the group. We turned to the Intermediate Championship. Uh, Brendan, it needs the game that's under Scarlet Bay Community Radio this evening. But I can tell you, Intermediate Championship in the same group, which is said, you had a great win over Tubber uh, the other night there in, in Tulla. Uh, Tulla defeated by like by 15 points last year in the Championship. You'd expect him to be favourites going into this one? No, I think um, I think Bodaik are building nicely. Uh, you know, uh, this could be a lot tougher than than than, um, than last year's game, uh, and you know the pressure is on Tulla because they drew a tubber. So, like, the, the, I I give a slight hesitant vote to Tulla, but this will be very tight. Pat, similar, I think, but I could well capable lift the game for that league final. Uh, plenty of very good holders in the club, in on the team, but Tulla's need is massive. Uh, they're tipped every year uh, to do well. And I think maybe based on that draw, they would probably put a savage effort in and maybe sneak it by a couple of points. Danny, do you concur with that? Yeah, I, I, I actually think Tuller could do it. No, I, I, as the lad said, there isn't going to be anything in this now. Um, you know, it will it'll depend on the bike back score with Kennedy, Corries, um and where where uh, Tuller actually play. David McInerney, you know, last year and the year before, they played him centre forward in games. He, he could have a big bearing on us, you know. But it, I, I'm looking forward to a real battle here you now. This could be a real good intermediate game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if it was another draw in the group. But I suppose you'd have to and have to give Tullas the favourites, give him a slight vote. And finally, our final game this weekend: Erog and Bradford, uh, Denny on on in in Tulla, uh, Sunday evening. Uh, both pressure is on a rogue now following that defeat to Fecal Bradford on a high after the win to Castle. Uh, a free shot for Bradford any? yeah it's a, it's a free shot um, the only worry I'd have is a rogue lost the first round to Kimaley last year and ended up very unlucky not to win the county final after the last morgue. the next game the last was the county final you know I'd just be hoping they were not looking at a repeat of that but having said that I thought even though Castle we, we can say we're poor uh, we all saw that night. I thought Bradford did play patches of very good hurling. And if we could put that together for an hour and, you know, Tuller will suit us. It's it's that bit tighter. Maybe it'll, it'll restrict the Aroge's running game a small bit. Um, it, I suppose the Aroge are rightly are going to be favourites. But I tell you, our lads are going to give a right crack at this. And, and I have to say, it's, as you said, it's a free shot. I, we've nothing to lose. And if, if we get it right on the day, um, I, I think... We'll be there or thereabouts, and I'd have to give our crowd a, a good chance in this. I'm not going to vote against them. I'm going to say Bradford by two points. Pat, I'll call it a draw. By God, Brenda. The townies don't like coming out east clear. And no better place to lock the gates and tell and keep them inside. And I'll tell you, if the crowd is there and Bradford are going down the stretch with them, they could bring it home. 
Yeah, and look, that concludes our preview, lads, on the Hurland Championship. Okay, it was a rather rapid run through this weekend, but time, the clock was against us. The clock won't be against the teams as they take the pitch later on today, and we wish all the teams the very best of luck over the weekend. Of course, we're, we're covering the games uh, here today with um, O'Callaghan's Mills and Crushine on Scarapay Queen's Radio at 4 o'clock in Tulla, at Broadford and our Budaik in Tulla in Broadford at half past six. And we're also covering Broadford and Iroke tomorrow Tomorrow here live from Tulla at five o'clock. My thanks to Brendan Foley, Pat McNamara, and thanks to Danny Chaplin for the input to the programme here, here today. Thanks also to our, our Camogie All-Ireland winners, uh, Lauren Solon and Leisha O'Donnell for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks to Jim in the control door for keeping the programme going. We hope you enjoyed our broadcast and we look forward to hearing you, or listening, that you hope you, that you'll tune in to us for our live games over the weekend. And all that remains is me, Leo Dial, here for Sportsline in association with Derek Credit Union. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn. 